0: is to make disciples to establish heaven on earth. Today, if we were on a racetrack, just as we've been enjoying and watching in the Olympics and we've got the Paralympics coming up as well, we'd be on the final bend of the race as we come to the end of this Grace Values series today um, we're looking at the value of community Um, the value uh, the word grace uh, spells uh, five letters they stand for uh, growth relevance authenticity community and empowerment Um, so last week we looked at a for authenticity and this week as i say we're looking at c for community in just a moment um, sam bullen is going to be joining us to help us move on through the series and unpack the value of community for open heaven But before we do so, uh, we're going to have a bit of fun and we're going to hear some encouraging stories from some of our friends um, about how they've benefited from the OH community over the years. Um, If you're watching live right now on Church Online, maybe take this chance to type in the chat about how you've benefited from some of the communities um, over the years that you've been a part of. It could be OH, it could be another one. Um, Share some good stories and then I'll be able to um, share them as well um, on Church Online. So yeah, do type those in the chat if you get a chance to. Um, Oh, welcome Dips who's joining us for the first time. Glad you're uh, joining us live. And also Christine who's with us as well. So yeah, without further ado, uh, we'll hand over to the interviews. Um, So yeah, over to you guys.
1: Um, I've benefited from community um, because, um, let me just figure out what. (laughs) Uh, I think I've benefited from community massively, particularly in COVID. Uh, well, I've benefited community in so many ways. Getting to know like a different group of people and new people. When you're down and low and need that help, and um, having community around you to, to lead you sort of back towards Jesus. I recently moved house, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without people giving up their time, and their cars, and their houses, and just like looking after us whilst our lives were a little bit crazy.
0: Best thing about community is that it keeps you going. It's not just a Sunday thing, um, but it goes helps you right through from Monday to Friday to you.
1: Growing closer with others um, and just learning off each other. Um, people have such good wisdom. It's just great to spend time together chatting through things. Um, where have I developed... Where have I benefited from community? Um, lots of yummy and delicious food. They need to grow together. Um, and...
0: Collective. One but many. Meeting. Understanding needs. In tandem. Awesome. Thank you to everyone who interviewed for that. That was a lot of fun. Um, I particularly enjoyed Levi's mnemonic, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, um, mnemonic way of articulating what community means to him. Very creative Levi, so thanks for sharing that. Personally, uh, the community of Open Heaven for me is one of the main reasons that I chose to stay in Loughborough and make it my home after university. Um, It's given me a physical home to live in at times um, and also a bunch of different friends and mentors to help me enjoy my time here, uh, but also to navigate the different ups and downs of uh, life and uh, as getting into employment and the real world and moving away from family like that's all been so pivotal to that point. Um, So yeah, if anyone does have any stories of how communities benefited them, um, maybe uh, post that in the chat as we go through the gathering. Um, I think a particular story as I've mentioned, I've been put up in a couple of different people's homes over the over the years um, with the OH community. Um, so a shout out to all those different guys for your generosity and opening up your homes. Um, I reckon I've probably spent a good three 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 and a half years in different people's homes at, at different points. So yeah, it's just amazing that people can be generous and open up their homes in that way to help me. Uh, have a place to live and that's the story of a few different Open Heavens as well so yeah uh, do share in the chat if you've got any stories but yeah joining us today then uh, we've got uh, Sam Bullen who we're privileged to have uh, in the uh, joining us today to unpack community for Open Heaven Uh, Sam is part of the OH2 leadership team which is our Generations Together uh, expression of church here in Loughborough and he is also a very talented musician um, and he helps lead our worship team here as well. Sam is one of those guys who um, not just talks the talk, but he also walks the walk really well when it comes to living a life of faith and obedience to God. Um, So I'm really excited to uh, see what he has to say to us today as I know it'll be coming straight from the heart and he'll have really thought about it and meant it. So yeah, let's head over to Sam.
1: Hi. My name is Sam Bullen and I'm part of the OH2 leadership team and I co-lead the OH Worship team. Today I'm going to talk briefly about our fourth grace value, which is community. We were not designed to do faith or life on our own. We are made for connection and relationship with our Father, but also with his church. The early church only ever understood their identity and mission in the context of community. Although it sometimes feels like the world is focused on individualism, particularly in this season, where we've been asked to isolate ourselves from each other, the Kingdom of God is expressed most fully in the context of family. Walking with our brothers and sisters in Christ is central to our faith. We are challenged and encouraged by those we choose to journey with, and we're committed to doing life together in good times and hard times. Acts chapter 4 verse 32 and 33 say this all the believers were in one heart and mind no one claimed any of their possessions was their own but they shared everything they had. With great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. The primary place we outwork the value of community is in our small groups which meet throughout the week in homes across our town. Small groups are the lifeblood of Open Heaven and are so much more than a weekly Bible study group. We're talking about giving each other the keys to our front doors, sharing meals and belongings, celebrating victories and milestones, going through hard stuff together, raising money for each other, interceding for each other, encouraging and challenging one another, serving each other and worshiping together. If this sounds like the type of church that you'd like to be a part of, then I think you're in the right place. Church is not a meeting or a a place we attend, it's people, it's a family, it's a community. And we know it's been difficult during the pandemic to outwork this value of community outside of the streets that we live on. And there have been loads of great stories around people connecting with neighbors that they maybe never even met before that there is something unique when the people of God come together to serve one another, to bring praise and worship to God and to disciple one another. I feel like that piece of scripture in 1 Corinthians 14 that talks about the body of Christ is so relevant to us now as restrictions begin to lift. Whatever part of the body that you feel like you are, we need you. 1 Corinthians 12, 24 through 27 says this, God has put the body together so there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it.
0: Great. Thanks, Sam, for taking us through what the value of community means to open heaven as a church. Um, I'm going to unpack that a little bit more in just a second, but I wanted to just shout out and welcome everyone who's just joined us live. Um, so we've got Marcus and Sue and Ian, um, Oh, and another Sue, actually, um, and Stu as well, I think. So, yeah, it's great to have you guys with us. I guess being able to host these things live, it makes it a bit more interactive than the pre-recorded stuff. So, yeah, I'm so glad you could all join us today for OH Online. So yeah, community and partnership is something that God has modelled to us throughout the Bible story. Right at the start of Genesis uh, in chapters 1 and 2, he created man to share in the beauty of creation with him. Um, And then he also gave Eve to Adam as his wife, um, saying in Genesis 2 verse 18, that is not good for man to be alone. I'll make a suitable helper for him. Later on in the New Testament Gospels, Jesus did a similar thing. Whilst he was an expert at knowing when to withdraw to a place of solitude, to pray with God and to reflect, he also elected 12 friends uh, to be his close band of disciples, whom he would train up and do life with. Um, And he also had many others who were part of their travelling company um, who kept on supporting them and encouraging them as they were going about their ministries on uh, earth. Inherently, we humans have been designed to live our lives in productive, supportive ways with other people. Regardless of how extroverted or introverted you think you are, um, we all still need some time with other people to help keep us running. Even the most introverted people will need that kind of interaction at times to uh, energise them. There's still some part of that. So then, what actually is a good community? Communities can be incredibly diverse, serving lots of different people and purposes. I mean, there's lots of variety and hopefully a place for everyone to find a home somewhere. Uh, But this morning, I'm hopefully going to synthesise down for you um, some of my own studying of the Bible on community, but also my own experiences into three S's um, that are hallmarks of a good community. They share, they support and they save. So first, a good community shares and works towards a common goal despite their differences. In order to bring people into a community in the first place, you of course need some kind of shared interest to draw them together. Whether that be a sport, a team you support, a hobby, a general interest, all like us here at Open Heaven, um, you love God and his people, and that commonality attracts people um, to gather together. But what's really key in sustaining all this and the success of a community in the long term is how the different people within it work together, despite all their differences. I'm sure everyone at home knows at different points, and it's more obvious than not at times, that people can be really weird. <laughs> Some people tell odd jokes, other people turn up late, some turn up early sometimes, people are online, uh, on time, others are like different food from us, we're all different wacky and uh, yeah, weird as I say. However, each person has gifts and talents and they're all required to make the whole thing work as a community. Um, In 1 Corinthians, I should say, chapter 12, verses 12 to 20, the Apostle Paul writes to the early church. Uh, I'm going to read through that. Um, We don't have quite the overlays for today just yet, um, so you might want to open up your Bible, or if you're on church online, and there's a Bible tool to the left of me, I think, perhaps, that you can open it up on if you want to follow along. Um, But I'll read it out, as as I say, as well. So um, 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 12 to 20, says this. Now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. At Open Heaven, we have a mission statement that I read out earlier to make disciples who establish heaven on earth. And as it alludes to in that passage, we're only going to achieve that mission by the grace of God and the utilisation of everyone's gifts and talents um, for that cause. So first then, a good community shares and works towards a common goal despite their differences. Second, a good community supports its members and those it connects with in practical ways. Sam shared earlier on um, that the early church did this in really practical ways and we're just going to read that passage again to refresh our memory. All the believers were united in heart and mind and they felt that what they owned was not their own so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them How good is that? Because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. We are God's hands and feet on this earth, his physical representatives who are here to outwork his good purposes. We've all been blessed in different ways in this life. And a good community needs to figure out the ways in which its members can use those gifts to bless other people. Not just those within the community, but also those with whom its members will come into contact with in their neighbourhoods, when they go to work, in just the places that they occupy. For the early church, as we've just read, that meant selling possessions and property in order for the group to have enough money that could be distributed by the apostles to others who were in need. Today, in the 21st century then, for us, what could that look like? For some in open heaven, It's meant when they're looking for houses, buying slightly bigger places with a spare room so they could rent it out to someone who was needing a safe place to stay stay at an affordable um, price. For others, it's meant using their skills and energy to bless neighbours practically, maybe by helping them with their shopping over COVID, for example, or helping them to do some handiwork around the house. I know um, I'm not so good with bikes, so I've benefited multiple times from people helping to restore and maintain my bike, so that could be another way. Or maybe it's opening up our homes and inviting people in to share a meal and an evening with us to make them feel really loved, um, recognised and welcomed by our community. Those are just a a few ideas to maybe get your creative juices flowing of how you could perhaps um, benefit to sharing your uh, gifts and talents with the rest of the community. So yeah, our second value then of a good community is the way in which it supports its members and those it connects with in practical ways. Third and finally then, a good community is one that saves people from falls from grace and offers new life. For the church, this is a value that is really twofold. Um, It's about the urgency to share the gospel message. But it's also about offering accountability and a lifelong commitment to each other and to those who connect with us um, so we can see the best versions of them flourish and also help them to reconcile and recover properly if they do fall. The reason Jesus came to earth and then died on the cross was to pay the penalty for our sins on our behalf so that we could be given a pathway to relationship with God that we otherwise wouldn't be able to walk down. As the living body of Christ on this earth then today, it's our continued mission to win souls for Christ through the everyday interactions we have and the way we live our lives in the long haul. Everybody needs relationship with Jesus. That's just facts. It's what we're designed for, as I said earlier. So we've got to use our time on this earth to help others enter into that relationship for themselves. We also then look out for each other, offering support and accountability so that those pitfalls of life can be avoided. But even if they're not, finding a way for people to come back from them as well. Another passage I want to refer to is Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 to 12. It's sometimes used at weddings, but it's also really applicable here when thinking about friendships and community. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, Two people lying close together keep each other warm, but how can one person be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two people can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Sadly, with all of our faults, we have them all since the fall of Adam and Eve it's been human nature to sin and to mess up but I, I'm really convicted personally that anyone can come back from those things whatever they've done it may be a little hard to grasp maybe when you think of some of the atrocities we come across in today's life but that's what Jesus died on the cross for his selfless act of love was to allow us all to be forgiven of our sins and to have a way back to reconciliation and relationship with Christ and yeah as the passage um, I just read out describes, it's best facilitated by how we help one another while we're on this earth. As one person falls, the other person can reach out and help. That's what true love looks like, to lay down one's life for another person, to help them out, to sacrifice our own time and energy to see them benefit. So there we have it. The three C's uh, of a good community. It shares, it supports and it saves.